Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Do you guys even think space is real, dude? Like, what's happening out there, man? It's fucking far, dude. What's up, Jones? Welcome to the vainly titled Danny Palmer Show. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. When are you done with your podcast? It's my girlfriend. She's a little anxious for some action, as it were. No idea how I still have a day job with this content, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The pod is fucking clipping along, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, what are you going to do? You start a podcast, you're three years in, you can't just quit. I want to quit it. No, I don't. It's great. It's fun. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm so stoked about this weekend. On Friday, I'm going to be uh, opening for my good buddy, Julio Gallarotti in St. Pete, Florida at the Coastal Creative uh, Facility. It's a really cool venue and space they host a lot of art programs they have a podcast studio they have a, a performance space for comedy it's it's fucking lit dude we're flying down like friday morning like fucking 7 a.m like fuck it let's just fucking go dude let's get down there we'll party we'll do a show we'll come back to new york i was i'm like do i stay in tampa all weekend or do i come back saturday night in new york right in the morning way more people sleep in my own bed maybe i'll bring my little weed vape to the airport oh my god dude you guys ever go to the airport and then just like assemble your weed vape in the bathroom stall and then like take a little drag and be like, okay, I'm cool now. I feel good. I do that sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's fine. It's fine. I don't understand people that just get on a plane and take like a hundred milligram weed edible or two of them or something and just want to be annihilated and try to get the plane to not take off because they're freaking out, dude. Hard pass. The move is just a little smidge, John, like a little little taste of weed, nothing too crazy. Um, I love going to Miami, too. That's another great place. And uh, I just think it's funny. The, the Heat, their arena was named the FTX Arena, and it still is named the FTX Arena, even though this company was clearly a fraudulent enterprise. <laughs> I think it's kind of great. I don't know like if the contract hasn't ended yet. I've heard that they're going to change the name of it back to Miami-Dade Arena, but that hasn't happened yet. So these players are just running across this fucking scam on the floor. Classic Miami, the city built on cocaine, FTX Arena. What a surprise, dude. I did a uh, stand-up show at New York Comedy Club this weekend, and uh, there was a family of four. I didn't know there was a family of four. And there was a woman, probably like in her, I don't know, mid-20s. And I was like, hey, what's your set? She's, I was like, is, your, is this your boyfriend, the guy next to her? She goes, no, it's my dad. I was like, oh, shit. So then I started talking to her mom. And then her mom was like, well, my, our other daughter is single, too. So then I started talking to the other daughter. And I don't know what I was, but just that minute was like the most fun thing of my entire set. It's when I felt the most relaxed. I think it's when I got the biggest laughs. I feel like I'm going through this thing in stand-up now where I usually start my set by hitting on a girl. And that sometimes, not always, but that sometimes goes so well that my that my jokes can't touch it. And I'm like, well, I can't just hit on girls in the audience for my whole act. Wait. Can I hit on you? Better not hit on girls into the audience for your whole act. You have a fucking girlfriend to come up to. I'm sorry, sweetie. You know I won't cheat on you. I don't think you, I don't believe you. You're probably trying to hook up with some girl in St. Pete behind the fucking alley. Behind the alley? I don't know what that means. Um. Oh yeah, my friend Caroline Haynes. Uh, I was talking to her about that scene at New York Comedy Club when I was talking to the two daughters in the family, and she was like, "The dad was so smiley." She goes, even though you were talking about fucking his daughters, he was still cool. <laughs> Anywho, is this too much of inside baseball? No, it's fun. It's fun. Um, you know, Barbara Walters died recently and it immediately reminded me of uh, my one of my quotes from my 
fun quote list that I have. And <clears throat> back in the day, when she was this innovative uh, woman, female broadcaster, a lot of people were like being haters and being like, oh, why is this woman? I think she's like the anchor of like ABC Nightly News or something like that. And this is so long ago that this is the means of communication. But um, John Wayne sent her a telegram and it just said, don't let the bastards get you down. Which, I mean, that's pretty That's pretty great advice for that situation and in all situations. Also, it's pretty awesome that he did that. I'm sure he's done like 19 piece of shit things or something, but I really thought that was a nice, that was a nice fucking move, dude. Oh, dude, I had a fucking, uh, <laughs> there's really no need for all this swearing, Danny. I had a journal in college. I probably should start it again. And I read this like article about like journals and like what you should write in the beginning of them. And so I wrote in the beginning, he who appears before you now is the toad of this thicket. And I that really resonated with me in college. I was like, dude, this is my fucking thicket, bro. You know, but I guess it's like like a technique to just not be worried about external judgment and um, you know, feeling like you're a loser if you're openly expressing your actual thoughts and emotions. Like, no, that's good. That's healthy. I was talking to some comic this past weekend, and um oh, it was Molly Brenner. She's hilarious. She was saying that she goes into a studio and talks for like hours at a time to help like develop her act and i was like that's a great idea i really like that you know i feel like if you're a comic or even just i mean you have to be a comic just like talking out loud to yourself i think is very valuable because there's some other article i read it's like if you read an idea you know you can like understand it but when you talk it when you say something out loud you can actually become a coach to yourself and help yourself get better at things and i've noticed that too like if i'm talking about trying to improve my life or trying to you know, write a joke or think of an idea. When you talk it out, it's a different process. It's a different experience and it elicits different results than just thinking about something. So it's like not psychotic to talk to yourself. It's, I think it's healthy, both from a creative perspective to write an act and from a self-help therapeutic perspective to improve your life. So look at that. Is that something? Does that count as content? I feel like it does. I feel like it does. Um, my buddy Delino, my coworker Delino as well, Nice that nice nice that he's both of those things. He goes, bro, your pod fucking rocks. Like I'm a fan fan. Thank you for the content. Thank you for listening to it, Delino, and being a great guy. Dude, Delino's dope. You know, you know when you meet people in life and you're just like, this person's sick. Like, Delino's that kind of person. He's sick. He's a fucking great worker, gets shit done fucking immediately. And he's like nice and cool. It's like, what more do you want in life? So thank you, Delino. I appreciate you. Are you, are you trying to fuck some guy you're working at? No. Jesus Christ. I'm just you're so jealous, sweetie. I'm not jealous. I'm just realistic. <laughs> um, Andrew Huberman, he's like this science dude, you know. Um, he's a great follow on Instagram. He does a lot of research on ways to improve your life through sleep, nutrition, um, healthy activities. And he cited some study recently about like the best way to breathe, like, um, I don't know, like controlled breathing. And there's this one, cyclic sighing was found to be more effective at reducing anxiety than meditation. And so I listened to a recording of him cyclic sighing. He did it really fast. He kind of went like, <sighs> but I thought it would be more like, you're supposed to do two inhales and then one exhale. So I thought it'd be more like, <sighs> that seems more effective. If you're doing two quick inhales and then a long exhale, I feel like you're trying to like blow up a balloon. You're going to pass out, you know? But anyways... Start trying to do that shit if you want to fucking, you know, calm down. And apparently it has a day over day effect, which I thought is kind of cool. Like the more you do it, the cumulatively greater 
uh, usefulness it's going to have for you and shit. I'm not a scientist, dude. I'm just sharing the shit that I fucking read. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I was reading an article about this. This is pretty sad. There was like a um, uh, the Korean Wall Memorial in D.C. Apparently, it has like a ton of mistakes. So this is a quote from an article about it. The brothers that these two brothers are trying to work on fixing fixing rectifying those mistakes the brothers estimate that the 22 million dollar wall of remembrance in addition to the 27 year old korean war veterans memorial i guess it's a new thing contains 1015 spelling errors it also incorrectly includes 245 names of service members who died in circumstances totally unrelated to the war they say including a man killed in a motorcycle accident in hawaii and another who drank antifreeze thinking it was alcohol not sure that guy really needs to be on the fucking Korean Wall Memorial, dude. The idiot wall. And it includes, I guess that's nice, whatever. And includes one Marine who lived for 60 years after the war and had eight grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, he did die eventually. It's like, well, yeah, but we're talking about the people that died in the conflict, right? Yeah, that sucks. I mean, you know, obviously these war heroes deserve to be commemorated properly and correctly, but you can also just kind of like see the like, that's got to be a massive endeavor to accurately track the happenings of a chaotic war from like what 40 50 years ago with thousands of people like it's got to be kind of a quixotic enterprise to get that right i mean you know it's like and also like who's going to spend their whole life like fixing fixing that stuff there's too many fucking things that need to get done in the world dude just fuck you know what i do just i just give up and just watch television for hours on end and then just kind of like squint a little bit until your eyes kind of sting and then just pass out. <laughs> I was reading this other article about young thug and gunna and um, these, I think it's YSL. I know I'm going to sound like a fucking white loser talking about rap stuff, but um, you know, these guys are growing up for like young thug might spend the rest of his life in prison. It seems likely that he's going to and the uh, Fulton County district attorney there's a controversy about, you know, if you commit or admit to a crime in a rap lyric, can that be used as evidence? And this is the Fulton County DA's perspective on it. She goes, people can continue to be angry about it. Um, she said in a news conference conference announcing the racketeering indictment against drug rich, which also included lyrics. I have some legal advice. Don't confess to crime on rap lyrics if you do not want them used, or at least get out of my county. Oh, God. Dude, I think if I had a meeting with the Fulton County DA, or like the DA of any major city, I would just be freaking out the whole time. I would just be like kind of shaking a little bit, being like, um, can you try to be nice to me, please? I know you're smart and you can have power and stuff, but like, why am I even in your office? And I would just like start crying a little bit. <laughs> okay, that article's done being talked about. Dude, when I get bored, I just want, not when I get bored, if like I'm home at my apartment late at night and I'm like listening to music and high and stuff. I also like to watch the Ricky Gervais um, Golden Globes when he hosted them because, dude, some of that shit is so funny. This is one, I think it was like 2019 or something. It was when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was um, up for awards and there was this table with like uh, Quentin Tarantino, Brad Pitt, um, and Leonardo DiCaprio, and then a few other people I don't really know. So this is a, this is a quote from Ricky Gervais's um, speech, MC speech, whatever you call it. Opening speech, Danny, Danny, don't panic, pal. You're doing fine. He goes, once upon a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. Even Prince Andrew was like, come on, Leo, mate. You're nearly 50. <laughs> that is so funny. 
<laughs> and then Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio just like starts dying laughing, and this lady next to him just like shakes her head. But I love the fact that he's a good sport about it. I think that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Okay, dude, I got all these fucking theories on life. I think one of my theories is that like the older you get, the more time you should spend on taking care of your face, of your like skincare for your face. Man or woman doesn't matter because you know you're only it's only going to deteriorate. So you might as well take care of it better. And the sense of urgency for that is only going to increase over time. That's why I'm like a fucking 90-year-old Joan Rivers with my nightly skincare routine. But, dude, I stand by it, man. You know? And exercise, too, dude. You guys should be exercising, dude. It's sick. This is a recent article I read about exercise. Picked up some information. Information. Recent research pinpoints how much of each exercise is most likely to increase longevity. This article is about should you run or should you lift weights? A 2022 study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that a combination of cardiovascular and strength training was associated with a lower risk of mortality than cardio alone. You got to do weights too, dude. Even one hour a week of cardio alone led to a reduction in mortality risk with three hours yielding the most benefit. Okay, doesn't that go against what I just said? Similarly, the American College of Sports Medicine and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommend that adults between the ages of 18 and 65 aim for 150 minutes of moderate-intensity cardiovascular exercise per week. Fuck! So if you do 30 minutes a day, that's five days a week, dude. Not four. Sometimes I do four. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Nope, it's got to be five. Although if you do 40 minutes a day, then you could just do four days a week, right? I don't know. Probably. According to Dr. Teeth, um, Dr. Teeth, Dr. Keith, uh, moderate intensity cardiovascular exercise is defined as when you can talk, but you feel winded. You can cut that number in half if you're doing vigorous cardio where you're too out of breath to speak. So the harder you work out, the shorter your workout can be. Makes sense. Experts recommend additional muscle strengthening exercises at least twice a week to further lower the risk of mortality. Two days a week, weights, dude. But strength training is about sets and reps rather than duration, according to Dr. Keith. So just the validation, dude. It's I mean, I kinda like it. I if you had to if the the meta, the medical advice, um, the medical community's advice was that you had to like just run like five or six days a week, that would suck, dude. I don't only want to do that. Lifting weights is sick. It's like a different feeling afterwards, you know? It's like nice. Makes your head feel good, dude. Also, if you guys ever read Maureen Dowd's columns in the New York Times, oops, sorry, I said that the name of a paper. I try not to mention sources for my stuff so that it doesn't feel politicized, but she's the fucking greatest writer. She wrote this column recently. I think it might be her best column ever. And uh, it's about Harry and Meghan, the royals. So she talks about how, like, his, she has like this longitudinal perspective on his life and not just like how he is today, but she read his book and she's got them all summed up. So she goes, so Harry married Megan, a hugger like his mother and moved to hug it. Hello, Southern California, where a stranger like Tyler Perry offered up his LA compound to the homeless couple and a listers welcomed the former suits actress to their ranks. And then she was saying like, you know, he's obviously disgruntled with the British press and left. And she's like, she kind of disagrees with that decision. She's like, I have to admit, if it were me, I would have put up with a lot to live through history to see the end of the Elizabethan era. I would have loved to be bouncing over the Scottish Highlands with the Queen and her Land Rover, nursing a thermos of scotch and hearing anything she had to say about anyone. That's so good. Dude. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, spending time with the Queen, like flaws aside or whatever, that must be 
if you like really got to know her and really heard all her stories, it's pretty crazy. Dude, the crown is fucking sick. I just finished it. Season five. I was about to talk about it, but I don't want to do any spoilers, so I won't do it. Okay. Why are you whispering to any? There's really no reason to do that. I don't know, because it's fun. And then I'll end on a couple inspirational things. My favorite Farnham Street blog, uh, Shane Parrish, his little newsletter. He had some great advice, I thought, um, this past Sunday. He said, if you wait until you're motivated, you've already lost. Surgeons don't always feel like doing surgery. Teachers don't always feel like teaching. Parents don't always feel like cooking. Firemen don't always feel like rushing into a burning building. If you let motivation dictate your actions, inertia conspires to keep you in place. Action creates progress. Progress creates momentum. Momentum creates motivation. So it's like the action of doing the thing is what creates motivation. Not like, oh, I'm going to will myself into getting into good shape. Nope, you just got to fucking do it, dude. Like it has to be the routine. And then it's, I get a lot, I'm not gonna lie to you, working out a lot, dude, fucking, it's monotonous, you know, you're repeating the same thing every day. And it's like, is this fucking worth it? And then you're like, no, it is. It's fucking good. Just get hammered on Friday, Danny. Just like you always do. You fucking pseudo health guy. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys are into the NFL. Like last weekend, the playoffs were crazy. The Jaguars came back. They were down like 27 to nothing at the half. And Trevor Lawrence is their quarterback. I was like watching sports stars get interviewed after a game to hear their thoughts and like motivation because like sports is like a microcosm for life. And obviously those lessons can be applied and probably do get applied ad nauseum in corporate settings to the point that it's like, dude, enough of these fucking sports metaphors. But I like this one. This woman asked or the reporter asked him, how did you dig back? How did you dig back after the three interceptions? And he goes, well, I didn't have a choice. Like <laughs> if you're fucking behind the eight ball in life and you know failing miserably like what are you gonna do just like quiver in a ball and like shake like no nobody has a choice like you just gotta fucking move forward so i don't know why i said that i don't know if anybody cares that i said that i think it's important i'm probably the greatest podcaster alive you're making up a fake girlfriend voice you're not that great all right fuck you baby don't be rude to me (laughs) thank you for listening to uh my my podcast it's fun hope you enjoyed tom mccaffrey last week st Pete, florida this friday Coastal Creative. The tickets are my uh, ticket links on my Instagram bio. And then we'll be back in New York doing shows here. <laughs> June. My episodes have to be like 23 minutes long to be eligible for uh, ads. And then I just don't want to really make it to 23 minutes sometimes. So, you know, you know what I have to say about that? Fuck the ads. <laughs> All right. Peace, Jones. June.